Welcome to the Road to Cinema podcast, as we talk to the co-creators of the new Comedy Central web series, Junketeers. That's Josh Horowitz and Ben Lyons. The new web series is now available on the Comedy Central YouTube channel. All eight episodes you can stream. Entertainment journalist Josh Horowitz from MTV News and Ben Lyons, who you might recognize from E! News as well as ESPN Radio, take their real-life crazy experiences being at press junkets for movies as a springboard for this hilarious web series, which also features cameos from Josh Dumel, Kristen Bell, Bella Thorne, Anthony Mackey, Clark Craig, Chloe Grace Moretz, and many more. Ben and Josh share with us their writing process, the long journey of pitching the series, and the importance of objectivity during the editing process. And we also learn about the new film Ben is producing, Spaceman, starring Josh Dumel, which is now available to rent on iTunes, Amazon, and other on-demand platforms. For more information on the Road to Cinema podcast, to watch our Road to Cinema YouTube series, and to read the Road to Cinema blog, please visit jogroadproductions.com. You can subscribe to our YouTube channel, Jog Road Productions, follow us on Twitter at Jog Road, Instagram at Jog Road Productions, like our Facebook page, Jog Road Productions, and don't forget to write us a nice review on the iTunes podcast page under the Road to Cinema podcast. And now we join co-creators of Junketeers, the new Comedy Central web series, which is now available on YouTube. That's Josh Horowitz and Ben Lyons as they share their experiences creating this brand new web series. Something, you know, I kind of took in from it, having been to some of these press junkets, you know, the craziness, this, you know, bizarre subculture that exists. Uh, for the two of you guys, you know, I know you've been friends for many years, uh, and this has probably been on your mind for a while, as you guys have, you know, done these press junkets. What were some of those initial conversations that you had about this really crazy subculture and sort of your kind of observations about it? Um, well, we it, it learned early on that some of the more interesting characters at press junkets weren't the actual celebrities themselves. It were all the junketeers, people in the hotels, people who manage the, the talent and look after them. And you're put in these really close proximities with other um, you know, people who are competitors in a sense. You know, When I was working at E! News... The guy from Extra would be there, and the guy from MTV News, who actually happened to become my friend. Um, but you're, you know, you have all these different agendas, kind of all on top of each other, in some pretty absurd locations. And we were just very conscious of the fact that this is a world that we know, but not everybody else does. So we want to make sure the comedy plays big enough and broad enough that if you aren't like yourself, who've been to press junkets you could still kind of get into this world. So that was something that was on our mind. Yeah, and I think what we what we noticed, like an analogy I often bring up is like, um, it had kind of like a high school environment to it in that there were these kind of like tiers of, um, of cliques um, in this culture where you had national outlets like Ben and myself, we were fortunate to work at you know, these, these big organizations with a lot of access. Uh, they kind of hung out together and then the online outlets hung out together. The local affiliates hung out together. Of course, the publicists were friends with each other. So, like, there were all these kind of, like, different groups that all had different agendas that all were, like, thrown together in, as Ben said, like, truly the most absurd of circumstances. Like, these, like, glossy, beautiful hotels 
or even more absurd, these hotels in far-flung locations, whether, like, Ben and I have been to, like, Moscow and Bora Bora. We've been around the world together with these people that we would never normally, you know, like, hang out with. Um, so it just felt like kind of just, a, at its core, an office comedy, like a, like a really bizarre, strange environment for a comedy that just happened to have really cool movie stars and directors and films as the backdrop. Yeah. Kind of what was the uh, kind of initial collaboration for you guys? I mean, how did you sort of figure out how you wanted this to be, you know, in terms of constructing it as a web series or a regular television series? What were sort of those initial conversations for you? Started up through um, UTA with a, uh, a great production company called Kids at Play that is really well established in the web space. Um, and we put together uh, a presentation and we, we went out and shot a pilot, shot for a day back in um, September of 2014, called in a lot of favors and friends, um, Kate Mara and Christopher Mintz-Plass and Tyrese and some of the actors that ultimately made it into the final Junketeers, like Brian Unger and Amanda Long, Barrick, they, um, they were part of that initial presentation. And then we went knocking on doors and, and, and pitching places around town and Lexus came to the table and they're in the content business now. So uh, they wanted to get behind the show, and then with Lexus on board and kids at play, we went to Comedy Central, who agreed to put it up on their digital platform. So it was kind of a, a step-by-step process. It definitely took a long time, but we really wanted to stay close to it throughout the entire process and journey and make sure that you know our sensibilities were represented and this world was accurate, and that was sort of the genesis of it, but it was just step-by-step step kind of plugging away, and, and, and we stayed on it for a few years. Yeah, I mean, our first, I'm not sure, like, literally when our first conversations were, but I could say that, like, the first documents that we have that I have on my computer date back to 2012, and, um, and I, you know, I've been looking at them recently just to kind of, like, sort of see where this, this craziness began, and, um, and they were, they were, we started, I think, by just kind of sketching out characters and kind of working at, like, the archetypes in, in the, at situations and and frankly if you look at the, the the 2012 documents it looks remarkably like where we're at today we kind of stayed true to what we wanted to do um and it uh you know it certainly wasn't easy it took a while even for you know you, you think a digital web series how hard is that it, it, it's hard something that we talk about a lot on the podcast is kind of the art of pitching uh for the two of you going into meetings what was sort of key about how you wanted to pitch the series and sort of how you wanted to show other people sort of, you know, body confidence that, you know, you guys knew how you saw this progressing. It, it, it was challenging. And it's, look, it's challenging for anybody, and it's challenge, it was challenging for us, you know, despite the fact that we've had, you know, we respectively had successful careers in what we've been doing. It's, it's a different beast to uh, create a scripted comedy series than to be a movie's correspondent. So... While we, while we got a seat at the table and got into pitch meetings and were able to kind of like convey our backgrounds, it, um, it was still in a way starting from scratch and convincing people that we were the guys, the creative forces that could execute this. And then there was also the, the, the challenge of convincing people that we could get the talent that we wanted to, you know, cameo in each episode, that you can, you can talk a big game, but it's, it's one thing to talk it and another thing to, to deliver it. So... And, and, and I mean, another huge challenge, and it's, a cha- it was, it's kind of a challenge to this day, and it's hopefully something that's come across in the finished product, 
was conveying to the places we were pitching that this is not an inside baseball series. I mean, sure, it will play for publicists and people in the business and all that, and, and hopefully they'll see themselves in this. But we really wanted to convey, it was important to us to show that this is a super relatable uh, workplace comedy at its core. It's, it's just, it's as, like, you know, in the same way, I mean, The West Wing was obviously a drama, but, like, nobody couldn't access the characters in the West Wing because they were in the White House. They were human beings that were bickering with each other that just happened to be in the West Wing of the White House. So, um, we, you know, it was a lot of, like, um, you know, convincing people that we had a vision for the series, that we had arcs for the characters, that we knew the characters, that we knew the world, and that we had the follow-through to actually get everybody we needed involved, um, which took, frankly, a few years and took a, took a lot of meetings and a lot of pitches to get there. We just laugh at the, the sort of routine you go through at a, at a pitch meeting where, would you guys like some water? And everyone's just like, hey, how are you? And kind of like doesn't say anything for the first five minutes. And then that feeling in the elevator when you walk out with the other producers and agents and don't say anything so you're in the ballet. Like, we just got a kick out of that silly, like, carousel that exists in Hollywood and would try to, like, take the take that out of it and just tell our stories, show our show, and just, like, not play the whole, like, so what's going on, guys? And not really saying anything, but we all know why we're here. So it's just funny how that, how that exists. Yeah, I was curious. And, um, and what, oh, I'm sorry, go ahead. Well, I was just going to say, what really helped in the end and what made the show happen was, you know, shooting something and having something to show people and to, you know, um, get a little money together to shoot for a day, as, as Ben described, a test tape, a pilot, and to have kind of a proof of concept. Sort of how do you collaborate um, on a script? Because I know, you know, Josh, you're in New York and Ben, you're in L.A. So, you know, how does that process work where, I mean, does sort of one person control maybe like a master document and you kind of pass it back and forth? Or do you guys sort of talk on the phone quite a bit and kind of just brainstorm and bounce ideas off each other? Yeah, we have a good shorthand. We have a good understanding. And, and we're also doing our day jobs over this three or four years. So, you know, things would happen on the circuit or on the beat where we would say, that goes to the show. Or, oh, I was at this junket in New York and the elevator stopped and that we should put that in the show. So we're going back and forth and crossing paths at the Oscars and the Golden Globes and Sundance and always kind of checking in, checking in um, as we were, you know, going through that process, as I was saying. But, um, and kids at play, like, I, I, you know, we're, we're such a good collaborator. It's funny when, when you're on the other side of it, right, as, as a producer and you really want to, like, show love to all these people who, you know, you know that really were instrumental in making the show, it's funny to have been on the regular side of it, the normal side that Josh and I are, and, and when someone usually goes on this huge diatribe of like, we loved working with this person, we love working with that person, you're like, all right, all right, okay, okay, let's get to the, let's get to the question. But it was really fun to have a group of people that you can have a shorthand with and collaborate with and go back and forth, and nobody was so married to any script idea that, you know, that somebody said, yeah, this, we don't think this should go there. That, you know, we, we, it's really nice to make a show and not have somebody over your shoulder saying, take this out, add this. We had none of that throughout the, the whole process. So that was cool. Yeah. Once yeah, you guys... We were... We, well, I was just going to say, like, in terms of if you want, like, more kind of nitty-gritty of the process, like, we... It was, like, over, like, a series of years of us really trading 
just ideas, as Ben said, in every locale, and got like the go-ahead, the green light. Okay, we're making this show. We're going to make eight episodes. We're going to shoot it in seven days. And we found out we were like actually going to do it. Like I would say, maybe a month before we were actually going to shoot it, and we didn't really have any finished scripts yet. <laughs> so it was like kind of a crazy kind of like we've been building this for years, and we we knew it the show, and we had all the sketches and stuff ready. But, like, then it kind of became time to, like, really accelerate. And um, I remember, like, I was, I was actually on vacation, like, with my wife in Europe. And I was, I was like, writing and, and, and sending scripts back. And we, we got um, Amanda Lund, who's one of our actors on the show, who played Brittany, uh, involved in the writing process. So it was a lot of just, like, frenetic back-and-forth trading drafts. Um, is this working? Is that working? What character isn't working here? Um, and also the, 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 the complicated part of it also was the guest star component because, you know, we kind of like, you know, a lot of it was dependent on schedules and who was available when, et cetera. So we kind of would have like someone in mind for an episode, maybe just as kind of like a, like a, a the idea. And, but it's another thing to see if they were actually available. So there was a lot of kind of like, well, let's swap this person in there or they're going to be available that day. Let's try and put them. So, um, it was it was it was basically like four years of like prep uh, and kind of a slow burn and like six weeks of insanity uh, <laughs> to get it all ready for the week long shoot. But um, but yeah, but we got there. Oh, I was gonna say, um, you know, once you guys were on the set and you were seeing, you know, your pages being performed by the actors, I mean, what type of adjustments, you know, were you guys thinking as writers? You know, because obviously when actors perform a script, it's so much different than when you're just, you know, putting it on the page. It was huge. I mean, it was, it was like, I know, you know, Ben and I, it was like the best week of our lives being on set with these actors because um, we hired, you know, five uh, to varying degree experts in improv. They, you know, they have a lot of improv experience and that was a conscious decision. Um, and, you know, if, you know, people always ask like what percentage of, of the shows improvised, that's impossible to say. I would say a, a, at least a quarter um, if not a third, um, especially like if you look at the scenes of um, junket format, um, we did something uh, in working with uh, kids at play and our producer, our director Kimmy, where we would um, even if like like in the script, say for the Josh Dumel episode, um, I don't think all the characters had time with Josh Dumel in that junket setting, but we made sure to give each actor five minutes at least in that chair with Josh and we basically um, we would like go up to the actor right before they would go into the chair and say okay like here's your agenda this is what you want out of the scene this is what Deckard would want out of Josh Dumel he would want just all the dirt on Transformers and sort of just like give kind of like a framework of like where to go and um, that really kept the energy up it, it, it really it also created an environment where like killed it in terms of like really get hitting some great uh, comedic moments um, so and that was literally that was day one that was with Josh Dumel and we found that like to be a good model going forward to kind of give them some space to play um, you know that being said it was always I was always like the draconian person on set being like get me a take with the script as is I just I, I, maybe it's ego maybe it's whatever but I just I need my words our words just said once on camera just so we have that and then do your Will Ferrell crazy improv thing. That's great. I was wondering, too, what did you guys learn from the editing process as you were seeing the episodes being put together? 
Uh, I mean, do you see that sort of as like the next step in the writing process at all? Uh, especially with comedy. You know, I mean, I've heard from interviews over the years with all the great comedians that the best ones do something a little different in each take. And in the editing process, that was so huge. You know, if you have seven takes and someone's doing it the same way every time, it doesn't really do anything for you. But if you have one where there's a wink at the end or one where there's a, uh, an impromptu sneeze, whatever it is, just to give you a little different option, that was huge. And the fact that those improv actors could do that really really helped and you know we're our shows are tight they're five six minutes you know so editing was hard you can't fall in love with your own footage so many documentary filmmakers we interview you know can't cut off 20 minutes of their movie because they've been embedded with their subject matters for so long we've been embedded with these characters as we told you for like three four years so you really have to understand that it's okay if not everything gets in there Otherwise, it's going to be too heavy. And what's cool, too, about Comedy Central and Lexus is that now there's all this extra bonus coverage that's out. Like, we've made a really um, smart decision, I thought. Brian Greenberg, you know, Kate Mara, like different celebrities who didn't make the final show are are, are doing stuff. So we we had opportunities, and that's where digital really, really comes into play, where you can do that. But, yeah, not being being so married to your ideas or your, you know... um, footage you shot and to cut it out I think is really important yeah I think I think we were both uh, of a similar mindset in that like we're as Ben said we're not married to what was on the page like whatever works in the edit in the end is the winner of the day um and and it was it was a challenge in that you know as Ben said these are short episodes and we wanted to keep them tight Comedy Central wanted them tight they're in kind of the five to seven minute range and and very much like my style of comedy and I think a style of the show is I love like awkwardness and I love like those like those quiet moments. You could have a moment where a character had an extra look and you cut back to an extra look, and I, 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 I find those kind of like extra beats so rewarding and not to just cut on the line, cut on the line, cut on the line. Um, so we had a really good editor. It was challenging in that the editor was in LA. I'm in New York, so I would have to send notes back remotely. But um, it, it uh, you know. We, you know, in the end, they gave, you know, again, we had such full control, like the notes back from Comedy Central and Lexus were virtually non-existent. Um, they were like, looking great, keep going. So um, we have nothing to complain about. It was, it's all on us. So <laughs> if you love it, we're great. If you create it, it's, not, it's uh, our fault. Uh, <laughs> no. <laughs> so are you guys going to continue as writing partners? Are there other projects you guys are working on? continue with Junketeers and flesh it out and do it again and do it in a bigger way and do it with more cameos and better locations and possibly in a half hour. So we're plugging away on that. And, um, uh, yeah, who knows? Um, I, I know Josh, um, Josh has a, pro- has a couple projects that he's doing with MTV and I got some movie stuff coming. And so doing, doing this kind of behind the scenes stuff as on air hosts was where I always thought my career was going. And, and I hope it continues to go that way. But yeah, thanks to dudes like yourself talking about the show. Hopefully, we get to we get to do more. Yeah, you know, something that I've noticed, uh, you know, with both of you guys is that you've had careers, you know, on camera hosts. You've done so many things. You know, sort of was that always your guys' intentions to sort of explore everything, every aspect of the industry? Yeah, I think it's. I think we we, we both. You know, if you look at our careers, we've done 
a lot of different things. Like, at a, at, you know, like we met doing kind of a very similar thing, but we each have like a lot of different, you know, aspirations and interests. Ben is, you know, a sports nut and, and is a producer on the new film Spaceman, as evidenced by his hat that he's wearing today. It was never, for me at least, you know, I never really got into the business wanting to do one thing. I just loved pop culture and entertainment and comedy and film and I greedy, I want to do a little bit of everything and I want to do it all and when one thing is lacking uh, I want to go towards that and explore that so um, yeah and I, I think Ben in a, in, a, in a similar way and in a different way uh, I think has such a wide uh, array of interests that he's always you know, challenging himself in a cool way Josh is absolutely wrong I just love going to Junkets I just want to <laughs> sit in Junkets forever I just want to be at the Four Seasons on a Saturday morning when I have kids um, when I'm married and others I, sort of, I love jumping uh, well, I was going to ask you, Ben, uh, you know, I know you're wearing that Spaceman hat. In the first episode, you know, Josh Dumel is promoting Spaceman. So, you know, Spaceman is actually a real movie, and it's it's coming out today. Is that right? Yeah, movie opens today on iTunes, VOD, available in 10 cities across the country in theaters. Um, yeah, so I'm the executive producer on that movie, and when we figured it out with Josh and what we wanted to do and schedule-wise, you know, we were like, that that's a huge look for Spaceman to get into this show. Like as much as it was for me and Josh Horowitz to get Dumel there, that was big for us. It was big for Spaceman to get that Comedy Central look. It's a really small independent film about Bill Spaceman Lee, an eccentric baseball player from the seventies on the cover of high times while he played in the majors. Um, so that was really fun for us, you know, as junk putting on my junketeers hat for a second to be able to blur the line between which movies are real, which movies are fake, did the premiere at the boss, you know, with Kristen Bell in episode seven to give it that authentic size and scope. So, you know, for us, it was, it worked out perfectly and it was a huge look for the movie. And that's what independent film I'm, I'm learning is, is all about. It's being resourceful and marketing and making noise against transformers and whatever else as, as any way you can. So that, that came together really, really nicely. And, and the studio was cool with it. It just worked out.